It's time to soothe, groove, and move those hidden innuendos. Hello, and welcome to the program. Um, okay. Honestly, Breezy, it, thank you so much for coming on tonight. I know uh, it takes a lot of courage for you being here this evening, and I really appreciate you for, for being here, so thank you. Mm, thanks for having me. First time it's for my me. my pleasure. The pleasure is all mine. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, I'm, I'll just say this. You know, when I when I saw your story, I, I had to reach out to you because my heart just fell. And for you to go through that, it's it's unbearable. It's 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 hard to think that this is actually something was... that really happened. Right. Oh, yeah. It was scary. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I was just reading in the newspaper a little while ago, the whole what they had had put in the newspaper, which was interesting because that was the first I'd looked at it since all this happened, uh, since the 19th of January was when it happened. So, yes. If you don't mind just telling us pretty much the start to uh, what happened. So, um, he started drinking fairly early. My, he was an alcoholic, is an alcoholic. Um, I, I had, I think a couple shots or whatever. And um, he was down downstairs smoking a cigarette. I'd come upstairs earlier than him, and then he came up later. And he had said something to me, and I turned around and, and I said something back. I can't remember what it was. It, it's been a minute, so. And because of my strokes, I have a hard time remembering things. My short-term memory is a little off, so I apologize in advance for all that. Um, that being said, um, he threw my cell phone at me. And when he did, it hit me in the cheek right here and split my cheek open. So I picked it up off the floor and um, he grabbed it out of my hand and went to the bedroom and he busted it over the, the bedpost of the bed and just kind of annihilated it. It was not working. It was done. Um, and then he walked out, I think. Um, and then he came back in and I was standing at the, at the, the front of the bed by the, or on the side of the bed up, up by the pillows. And he had gotten my face and said some things to me. And the next thing I knew, I was on the floor and he had me by my throat. And he was strangling me and saying a bunch of stuff to me. And I just kept asking him to stop and begging him to please stop, please stop. And, and I was trying to, he was, he had had something, he was wiping my face with it and it was pretty rough. And I was like, okay. So anyway, that being said, um, he was threatening to throw me out of five story building or out out the window. We were five stories up, threatened to throw the dog out. Um, I finally, he finally just let up. And then he got up and he walked back out and I had went and got myself a rag to wipe my face off because it was bleeding and uh, was pretty scuffed up and that kind of thing. So I was kind of dabbing my face because it was, you know, like I said, it was bleeding. It was sore. And he come back in and I was standing over by the dresser at that point and he started getting in my face again and saying a bunch of stuff to me. So you got to remember that when you're in, when you're in survival mode, you can't remember a whole lot. You're just trying to. I was just trying to defuse the situation was just trying to get him to calm down. So I could, I said, you know, just let me go outside. Let me go outside. And he's like, no, you're not going outside. He refused to let me leave. <laughs> Excuse yeah. me. And, uh, so he, I walked out, I do believe. And I went into the bathroom and I sat down in the dark and on the, on the seat, the toilet seat and was wiping, you know, grabbing my face and so on and so forth. And he came in there and he was saying some more stuff to me. And, um, then from there he went out or he would, he would leave the room and then he would shut the door, turn the light off and leave me sitting in the dark. So I got up and I went back in the bedroom and, uh, um, 
was just kind of trying to regroup myself at that point. And um, I was standing by the dresser, and that was when he got violent with me again, threw me on the floor, put his right leg over me to hold me down on my side, and um, had, had was holding my head. And the next thing I knew, he was sticking his fingers down my throat to suffocate me. And that's exactly what he was doing. He was suffocating me. And I just kept begging, please stop, please stop, please stop. And I was just like, come on. You know, I was just pleading for him to stop. He just would not stop. And then for how long did he have his he fingers did. down your throat? And then he, his, his fingers. Oh my gosh. You know what? I don't remember. It wasn't very long, but it was long enough for me to be gasping for air. Probably 30, 40 seconds, something like that. or yeah. Somewhere in that gauge, you know? Um, wow. he, once he took his fingers out of my Were mouth, he then proceeded to, um, I was, I was, I was, yeah, slowly, but surely I was. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then he stopped and then, and then he decided he was, he was going to, um, cut my hand. He cut my face like this in the, in the inside of his arm and then, um, took whatever it was. He at the time, I didn't know what it was. And at that time, he was, uh, he, he put whatever it was he kept wiping my face with over my face and pushed on my face really hard to smother me that way. And I got out of it. He just let up. And it just, it seemed like it took forever. I and mean, it was like this, it was, you know, when you're, when you're gasping for air and you're trying to breathe and you, I mean, I thought I was going to die. He was, I thought he was trying to kill me. Yeah. And it was the most scariest thing I think I've ever been in in my life. In fact, I know it is. So when he let up... Um, during this time when I kept going back and forth, I was, I was, and I was asking for him to let me out. I noticed that the chain had been put on the door. We have a chain that goes, you know, it locks, you know, those chains that they put on your door, it locks your door. And then we had a deadbolt. Right. We never, we never locked the chain. So I knew that something was bad. He wasn't going to let me leave that room. And I didn't think I was going to make it out of their life. I really didn't. I didn't. For one second. And you guys were dating for, so tell me about this. Um, you and your boyfriend met online? We met, met online. on November. Is that correct? We did meet online, yes. Yep, he was a truck driver when I met him. And um, I met him in a public place because- And when you first met, did you see that. any type so of I red did. flags? I did not. I did not, not at first. Mm -mm. And it was, he was great for eight months. I mean, it was like, this knight in shining armor, he was great. And, um, and then it just kind of, it kind of was weird. You know, he, I, I went on the road with him for a couple, two, three weeks at, at one time and we had a great time. It was wonderful. About eight months later, he'd lost his job. Um, because he was, uh, he had gotten to an accident and because he hadn't been there long enough, they told me I had to let him go. So we ended up here, um, um, on my son's property for a little while. And, and then I talked him into getting a job with another company and we did. And so we had made some plans to do something different. And, but I could see that things were just up and down and up and down and up and down. And I could see lots of, then all these red flags started going on. Like, you know, he was, he was talking over the top of me. He wouldn't let me finish a sentence. He made all the rules. I wasn't allowed to, um, to do certain things, you know, and it, it, and it, and then it just became to where I was just alienated from everybody. Nobody wanted to be around Mike at all, at all. Excuse me about the name. Nobody wanted to be around him. My kid wanted nothing to do with him. He didn't want him around the kids. 
and it just, but I stuck by him, you know, because that's what you're supposed to do, you know, and it wasn't violent. There was, I mean, right there was now, just, and currently right now he is little, where? He's in jail and, and he, as a matter of fact, I got a, a phone call from the district attorney that he will be going to court tomorrow. So, and he's made a deal with the, with the court. So I'm not quite sure what that is. They're going to talk to me more about it tomorrow. Has he tried um, contacting you in jail? He has not. No. And, uh, no, mm -mm. thank goodness for that. But well, I think it's that's just a because, scary though, I don't because... know. I don't know if it's because he's just been in jail. Yeah, but but then again, like if they're trying to find a deal with 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 him, I'm, I'm hoping that's not the case to where they release him early because I'm just looking out for your safety, you and your families. I'm hoping to God that he doesn't come out here with a vengeance, trying to find revenge. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm I'm very nervous about that. And you know, I thought about you know after all this happened, and it's, it's been a month, you know, almost a month. The 19th, it'll be a month. And I got to tell you, I, you, you run, you run all these scenarios through your head and cause this has never happened to me before. I've never, ever put myself in a position. He wasn't the same person I met. He was gone. He was absolutely gone. There was no, there was, he was just not there and I'll never forget it. And it, you, 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 like I said, you run, you, you run all these scenarios through your, through your head and you think about you brought this person into your life and you shared him with your grandchildren, you shared him with your son, you know, your children, you know, and, and then you think about what happened and you go, this could have been, this could have been really bad, really, really bad. Yeah. I could have died and it would have been done. It would have been final. It would have been over with. And, and it's just not, he's not a person that should be in a relationship with anybody in any way, shape or form. Um, clearly he's just dangerous in my opinion. He's clearly a dangerous person. He, you know, he, he stopped taking his medication and you know, Mike was, Mike is the kind of person that is, um, he has to be right and he will go to whatever lengths it takes to prove that he's right. No matter what. And, um, it's, he's just, uh, he's a narcissist. <laughs> He's a full-blown narcissist. And I, yeah. when I, like I told you before, when I, when I, I mean, I knew the word narcissist, but I never really, you know, thought about it much. But then I started reading up on it and I was doing this while I was with him. And I kept thinking, man, these, these he's got all the signs of, he's doing everything, everything that describes a narcissist. And, um, he, he went through counseling. He quit going to counseling. He quit, quit, quit taking his medication. He wouldn't stop drinking, you know, and it just became, it just became really bad, really fast. <laughs> so do, do you mind if I ask you a question? Uh, sure. If you remind me asking this question and I, and I apologize if, if I'm offending you, but there's always that, that question of what if, if he were to be released, and if he were to contact you mm -hmm. and do the proper steps of, of healing and getting himself better, and he eventually calls you three months later and he says, Breezy, I'm sorry, can we give this another chance? Would you, would you give him another chance? I would not. I won't take the chance of losing my son or my grandkids okay. over this. I won't do it. 
will not do it. And I won't, I, and I don't know if he'll try. I, I, once was enough for me. I don't, I don't believe for one second that he is capable of, con, of controlling himself. I don't, I don't, I think that just what happened is proof of how dangerous he yeah. can be and how dangerous it was for me. And I, you know, my granddaughter is wonderful and she just adored Mike and, and, and he, he adored her and, and, uh, she saw the pictures of me after the incident. And it was, I don't know if you probably haven't seen them, but, um, that being said, she was devastated and she, I'm not going to take the chance. I won't do it. I don't trust it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I I'm, I'm glad. It. Yeah. No, that, I don't trust him. Not ever again. Yeah. Because yeah, one, I think then that's the thing is that with because my listeners can agree one. that I think once, one, exactly, right? You, you get one shot and the moment any man mm -hmm. strikes a woman, you're, you're not a man anymore. You're, you're an animal. And I think it's so important for men. And I think that this goes out sure. for, for the drinking and the, the drugs is that you got to know your limit, right? My, my, my dad used to tell me when I was younger, he said, you got to know your limit. And I feel like people right now are just not because they're just out of control. And how we need to find a way to help them. We need to find a way to they let are. these people they know people that you're not only hurting yourselves, but you, you're hurting potential. Yeah, you're hurting potential people that love you. Yeah, I, you know, I think about, I think about um, when I talked to the district attorney, and she told me that Mike's Mike's record. Sorry, I got my puppy in here. My 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 the record. Um, I was I was at all. If somebody tells you when the district attorney tells you he's got like eight battery charges, <laughs> and you know that's something that go back to 1983. That's something I should have been at least had an opportunity to say. You know, this is just not for me. This is not something that I'm comfortable with. But he never gave me that that option to decide. That was taken away from me, you know, and I have a right to decide whether that's for me or not. And he didn't give me that choice. So it's kind of a, kind of a drag. Oh man. Tell me, so take me back to, or take us, I should say, take us, take us back to the aftermath of what happened after the hospital. How did you emotionally get yourself back into a positive light? Well, I gotta tell you, it was uh, it was quite a it was quite a struggle for that. It, it took a minute because I was silenced for so long, you know. And then all this happened, and then I was like by myself. And so I had all this stuff going through my head. I, you know, I just um, I it was emotionally I was emotionally a wreck. I was hurt. I was at, I was at awe. I was I was alone. I was angry. I was scared. I was scared to death you know, um, of, I was left to pick up these pieces and, and the whole time that I was doing this, I was worried about, you know, his stuff and my stuff and how it was all going to be separated. I mean, it, there was just so much, so much. And if it hadn't been for my son and my daughter-in-law, you know, and my friends that, that all pulled together for me, I don't, I don't believe for one second that I could have handled it like I did. And I, and I, when I, I mean, I'm, I, I was pretty withdrawn very withdrawn sure. without the whole thing and, 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 and nervous and just not knowing where everything was going to go and how it was all going to, you know, end up. Um, it just ended up fine, you know, and I just had to trust 
and just leave it leave it in Papa's hands. Who's God? I call Papa. And um, just let him, you know, guide me and, and, and use my brain a little bit and use some sense. I'm a strong woman and, you know, and I had to, I've survived this. So that's got to say something in itself. So I, I talked to a counselor and I get lots of hugs from my grandbabies and I pay attention to my surroundings and, and, you know, that kind of thing. And I have Luca, my, my, my beautiful little Siberian Husky here, who is a great companion. She's a little crazy, but she's and Luca was the dog that you both had purchased yes. together, correct? Mm -hmm. So tell me, you mentioned that you were you were nervous after you were getting your stuff and and picking up the mm -hmm. pieces. Are you still nervous now? Um, I have my good days and my bad days. Um, yeah, I my bad days are slowly becoming less and less, and I just try to just do what I can do. I can't, I can't, uh, I can't do any more than what I can do. So I take, you know, with him not shoving things down my throat or telling me how to speak or telling me that I should be quiet or calling me names, all that's gone. So all that chaos of not knowing what, what I, whether I was going to work at, wake up to Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde are all gone. So I get, I get to process things slow and I get to take them at my speed and at my leisure and how I want to deal with them, you know? And so that's what I do. You know, and, and I, I try to eat right. I exercise and um, spend a little time with the dog and just, I got plans to, to do my jewelry business. Um, it was something that we were going to do together. Now it's something I'm going to do. And that's, that's the plan. I'm going to go do with the things that I wanted yeah. to do, which was. You, you went through a lot of people that no one or not many people could ever even, he was choking you. And he threw a phone at you. He threw right? a phone just at you. The, the and then also, if, if you want me saying, was, didn't he threaten to throw the dog out the, the fifth floor? Or was that, did he, he say, did. He, and yeah, would you mind he actually telling me that? Would you mind telling mm -hmm. that story? Um, when he had me down the first time and he was not choking me, he was strangling me. <laughs> uh, both times with strangulations. Um, he was trying to pick me up off the floor and I was hanging on, I think I was hanging on to the nightstand or something that was next to the bed. And he said, I, I, I just throw you out the window right now and throw the dog out the window after something like that. I, you know, the, the exact words, I couldn't remember exactly how they came out, but you know, you, you get the bits and pieces of what yeah. terrified you the most. And that is the things that he said, you know, what, like he was going to throw me out the window and he was trying to pick me up to do that. And like, he was going to throw Luke out the window and he was yelling at the dog and she was just freaked out. She just, she was on my heels. She would, when every time I would move, she was right, right next to me. And when I finally got out the, out of the apartment and ran down the hallway to towards the elevator, she was right on my, she was right next to me and she was running too. So she was, she was, uh, hmm. she's good now, but you know, we're both good. I'm now. just we're glad that just... your granddaughter or any of your kids were not there to witness that because can you imagine? And oh actually, let's gosh. not even imagine that. But but if they happen to witness that, Lord knows what would have happened. You know, that's the thing is that's where that comes in where I was thinking, you know, I brought this guy into, into my family and and the guilt that I carry for that is so overwhelming and so... Um, it just, 
it eats me up. It eats me up because it, it could have been that case scenario. I, I could have been here. I could have been here and it could have happened in front of the grandkids. You know, fortunately it didn't. And, but when you're seeing somebody go to that extreme to do what he did to me and there's no telling what he would have done. There's no telling what cannon would have won off. There's no telling what, there's no telling what he would have done. There's just no telling. And, and, uh, Thankfully, my son stood by me and said, Mom, you got to come home. And so here I am, you know, and just yeah. trying to take one day at a time. And that's, that's the best I can do right now. And, and I, you know, of course, I deal with things that, I mean, like, you know, moving. That was, I mean, I brought a truckload of plants down <laughs> for peace sakes because I didn't want to stay at the apartment. I just wanted to get out of there. I didn't want to be there. So I loaded up the truck and packed them all up in boxes. Of course. Came down here and said, okay, here's these plants, you know. And my son's just shaking his head and he's going, mom, really? I'm like, you know, you just got to do what you got to do to keep yourself focused on what the right thing to do is. And, and that was the right thing to do for me. It was to make sure that I t picked up the pieces appropriately. So, and that's what I did. So with, okay. with everything that just happened to you, what would you tell me that would be something that you learned from, from this, this horrible experience? I would say what I've learned is to pick and choose wisely and make sure that you do your homework on who you're going to be with and, or who you're, you're, you're pursuing or who's pursuing you. And I would say, you know, I would say, go ahead and do a background check and make sure you have all your, you know, your everything all dotted and everything's checked out, you know, because, and find out a little bit about, find out the history of your, the person that you're going to be with, because you don't, the, the worst, the worst thing you could do is jump into something that's not, it, it, you know, when they say that something is too good to be true, it usually is. So always at this point, there's just too much going on, too many crazy people and too much people thinking that they can get away with things and, and entitlement and so on and so forth, whatever the case may be for me, it's going to be a background check always. <laughs> if I even go there at this point yeah. right now, I'm just going to worry about myself and get, and get healed. Cause this, this, uh, this psychologically did a number on me. So. Of course. And then so uh, now tell me always. if you don't mind me asking. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. If you don't mind me asking how, how hard is it? For you to start sleeping at night, do you have those nightmares of him hitting you and for him choking you? I do. I do. Um, I don't sleep real well. Um, I notice that I'm up. If I wake up, at, I, I wake up at around 1.30 in the morning. I can, But I'm, I go to bed. No matter what time I go to bed, I'm still up at 1.30, 2.30, sometimes 3.30. It just depends. You know, it's just not, it's not very restful for me. I hope that this too shall pass. Hmm. And then what are you doing as far as that? Oh, I, well, it will. Absolutely. It will. Uh, may not be tomorrow or next month, but it will eventually, it will eventually pass. I hope so. I hope so. Well, um, right now, but I can't really thank you enough for coming on tonight and sharing your story with, with me and my listeners and, and the whole world. And let me ask you this. If there's one if there's one thing that you would want for my listeners to really, really understand when it comes to dating, let alone online dating, what would be the one recommendation that you can tell us? 
I would probably say do your homework. Do your homework. Take it slow. Don't don't rush into nothing because if it's for real, it's going to be there anyway. It's going to Don't feel so desperate of loneliness because I'm telling you. You never know. You just never know. Well, so, well it's let's hope that we can one day have that um you know, that everlasting story, right? The one where you mm -hmm. can actually close the final chapter and say happily ever after. Wouldn't that be nice? That's what, that's what I thought I had, you know, and it that's turned out not to thought, be so. Right? That's what that's we all That's what we all correct. think. Yes, and, that is correct. So just yeah. do your but homework. We do have to keep believing that there is something out there. There is mm -hmm. someone out there that's going to give us what we need and what oh, we yeah. want. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, I'm, I'm the first one to tell you that I believe in true love. I always have, always will, always will. It's just, you gotta be careful. You just have to be careful. And it was a very, very, very rough and hard lesson for me to learn. And, you know, being 60 years old, you'd think I'd have known better, but you know, you just never know until you know. Breezy. I really, like I said, I, I can't thank you. I can't thank you enough for coming on tonight and sharing your incredible story with us. And, and again, thank you a million. Thank yous for coming on tonight. I really appreciate oh, you. Thank you for having me. And I'm glad I could share. And I hope that this, if, you know, if it helps one person or 50 people, you know, it was all worth it. Absolutely. Wow. So, and You're I sweet. am You're so sweet. proud to be here. So thank you. Well, thank you.